Hey, what's happening? This is Frank Fawcett. Frank Fawcett, founder of Black Hollywood, blackhollywood.media. Um, I'm actually uh, coming here live today. We're live today on Facebook uh, and YouTube, my personal YouTube channel. Um, check us out online. We're at blackhollywood.media. And... Um, now the newly just branded uh, BlackHollywoodBeauty.com. That's a another offshoot that we're actually doing here. Um, I'm having a little technical difficulty, so deal with bear with me. This is actually a rebroadcast, a different show, uh, because the last show I did was completely lost. <laughs> well, I mean for sound, you know, I got a lot of echoing issues, so I wanted to make sure. Let me just check my levels. I think I'm good. And if you guys hear me in the room and you have any comments or questions, or if I go out of sound, please help me. Please tell me. So, uh, but I want to talk about the topic for today. Um, it's a good one. I've uh, been talking about this uh, with friends extensively in uh, recent, uh, this last week, really. And, um, you know, we've just been kind of, you know, listening to the fact that uh, Sam Jackson had some comments. Um Today's show is entitled Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson's Samuel L. Jackson. Let me make it clear. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson remarks the influx of black British actors and the backlash that has resulted. So um, I think all uh, I should let you know, this all started from uh, let me see if I can switch channels here because yeah, there we go. I got my little logo there at the bottom. Check us out. We're also a podcast. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and uh, Google Play. So make sure to check that out. Uh, should be getting more episodes out to you as they as they come about. So, like I said once again, my name is Frank Fawcett, founder of BlackHollywood.media and BlackHollywoodBeauty.com. And I want you to uh, I want to tell you a little bit about my story. I'm an uh, by trade. I'm an actor. I've actually studied acting um, for so many years, <laughs> over 20 years now. Um, went to college for it and went to uh, grad school for it at NYU. And, um, you know, I've been out of grad school for 13 years. So I, I think this applies to my story a lot because what I felt Sam Jackson was trying to say uh, was a story about a lot of black actors. Um, in America, especially. Um, and, and I want to also lead out with the fact that black British actors are our brothers in arms. You know, we are all in this game together. So, I mean, I, that that's why I think it's odd that somebody's taking offense to what Sam Jackson was saying, because if you know the craft of acting, you know, you know, there, there was no ill will in it, but he wanted to make a point and he did. And, um, you know, very briefly, it was it was um, it was a point that wasn't met with any resistance in that room. So, you know, you get a kind of a amen chorus going and, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to tell how other people are going to take that. And obviously they took it anyway. Sam Jackson has since walked his comments back briefly. Um, but I think uh, we can all, you know, it's open up discussion. And that's that's the important thing. Um if you don't know, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, see if I can bring up the clip of 
the actual the actual um, interview I was on hot 97 ebro in the morning um lower styles um let's take a look you get you know hidden figures you get fences uh there's some other movies out there that probably could have been you know part of that conversation but you know it's 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 really great that these people told their stories you know i mean hopefully next year there'll be even more or there'll be stories by women or women of color that get their things out there um i don't expect um What's the name of the horror movie that's out right now? Oh, oh Get, Get Out. out. <laughs> Get Out. You Get Out ain't going to be Have yet. you seen it? I haven't seen it yet, okay. but I plan to see it. Uh, that's a whole other story. Wait, wait, wait. What? Now, what? I think it's great that that movie is doing everything that it's doing and people are loving it and they're feeling it. And some hating it. and Yeah, but, yeah, well, we know who hates it. But <laughs> the thing in my mind is, I know the young brother is in the movie and he's British. So there are a lot of British, black British actors that work all in this the country. time, all, all the, the time. time, all the time. So I tend to wonder what would that movie have been with an American brother who really Feels understands that. that in a way. Because, I mean, Daniel grew up in a country where, you know, they've been interracial dating for 100 years, you know. Right. Britain's there's only about like eight real white people left in Britain. The rest of them. <laughs> you know, so... What would a brother from America have made of that role? You know, and, I, and I'm sure the director helped. And you know, some things are universal, but everything ain't. That's right. You know, which is one of the things about you know about Selma and some other things. I go, well, you know, there's some brothers from America that could have been in that movie that would have, you know, had a different idea about how that works or about how King thinks or about what is how that King casting thing where you get the the British black actor versus the American black actor to play the black? What is that? They're cheaper than us for one day. Huh? <laughs> they don't cost as much. Oh wow. <laughs> well, okay. In an interesting way, unless you you know um, unknown brother that they find in some way, um, but. And they think they're better trained for some reason than we are because they're classically trained. I don't, I don't know what the love affair is with all of that. You know, it's all good. Mm. Everybody needs to work, but there's a lot of brothers here that need to work too. Yeah, right. I always wondered that. I didn't know if that was just happenstance, but you know me, I'm a conspiracy theorist. So there is well, a. They come here because you know there are more opportunities, and they actually get paid when they work here. You know, they make more money in this country than they do in that country, which is fine. You know, I mean, how how long? Will we, did it take you to figure out, you know, Strike a Bell wasn't, you know, just a brother from Baltimore? Right. <laughs> Until you heard Stringer, it. Yeah, Until yeah. You heard it just something, you go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look, for real? Yeah. And, yeah. and not to mention that the white people, too. You know, the white cop was British. There's a bunch of British folks on that show. I like Sam. I could do this all day. Okay. How did you feel about day. How did you feel about Moonlight? I enjoy Moonlight a lot, you know. Um... I loved watching, you know, the transitions of all the, you know, brothers that played that one particular character. They were great. Um, I'm glad Mahershala, you know, won. Right. Because um, now that he's from Oakland. Him. There you go, Oakland. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's oh. not British. Oh yeah, no, for sure. He used to be a rapper. Take it a step further. Yeah, yeah. I read that the other day. <laughs> rapper, rapper, baller. Yeah, da, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. But um. Yeah, he wasn't in Coach Carter. He didn't go to that high school. <laughs> he wasn't in yeah, Richmond. Yeah, nah, he didn't go to Richmond. Nah, he didn't go to <laughs> Hanging out in Her Hercules. <laughs> nah. uh, all those places. But um, it's going to give him an opportunity to shape his career in a different way. You know, 
once you stop going to auditions and you start getting choices, you know, people always go, yeah, you got this. You're so lucky. Blah, blah, blah. Things change. Because when you go to auditions, you know, you kind of taking the job that somebody gives you and you just hope you get in that particular movie. When you're sitting at home reading scripts and you got to make choices about what you want to do or what you want to do next, then you're kind of mapping out how you're going to get through that. And you don't get as many chances as those white actors to do movies that don't make money. You know, mm-hmm. you got to put asses in seats like pretty quick to keep working, you know? So We'll see how that works out for him. I hope it works well, and I hope he makes some great choices and he's doing stuff that make him happy. You, you can't do things because you want to get paid. You have to do things that you feel in here make you happy when you do it. You know, I choose movies sometimes just because they're movies I would have gone to see when I was a kid. Mm. Like King Kong. Right. You know, or I choose movies sometimes. All right. Yeah. Welcome back. Um so yeah, those are the comments that Sam Jackson made um, regarding the influx of uh, British actors into uh, black British actors in particular. Uh, and I think, you know, that was a Freudian slip, but it, it speaks to the larger point. The larger point is that there's an influx of uh, all types of international artists in this game right now. And, um, you know, it goes back to the theory that Hollywood has put in uh, that international people bring international box office um it's a myth really uh, and that black movies don't sell overseas i mean I, that's been proven time and time again and i think we're about to see it with a lot of uh a lot of the films that are slated here especially black panther when it comes out yeah tell me that's not going to be international um and it's a black movie and and you still hear you know people that are quote-unquote hollywood execs saying that you know black doesn't translate to box office overseas and you know it's just a reality we have to deal with but i'm back to the point of what sam jackson was making and like i said i'm you know not making any apologies for sam sam's a big boy he knows what he's saying you know and you know he is very blunt and to the point and i think it's a you know sometimes we have to take uh the good with the bad we have to take the truth of what he said and unwrap it so what i think it is Coming from the perspective of said uh, black African-American, whatever you want to call uh, me, actor. Um, yeah. Oh, out of work actor. Really? You want to say man, I joke? I kid. I'm not really out of work. I do make money in entertainment. Let me just make that clear. Uh, <laughs> so but we got to talk about levels and we got to talk about what this business is how this business is structured, you know, I wish I had some questions on here, but, um, the business is structured in a way right now where four, maybe five agencies handle almost 90% of the, their clients are 90% of the business that's out there in movies. Let's just be real, you know, and they deal directly with studios they get talent attached to projects. They represent Sam Jackson, the likes of Sam Jackson, Will Smith, Denzel Washington, um, you know, all the all the all the big box office stars. And then they have, you know, slots for uh, maybe unknown actors and they can introduce that unknown actor to a bigger audience. And they call it a package deal. You know, they package a film. You, you know, you say you cast. We'll give you Tom Cruise, but you got to take these 12 other actors that are development clients, you know. 
And as far as I know, this is how the business still operates. You know, it's been a couple of years since I've even had the thought of a big agency. But that's what I'm saying. It comes down to access. And so uh, our brothers in arms, the British, the black British actors that are coming over here, um, even though they make the complaint that they have a lot less work in their home country, they do come here with a little heat, which would make me think that there's something there for them to do. And, you know, sometimes they have long resumes. And if not in TV and film, which might be dry, a lot of them have storied theater backgrounds out there. You know, they've been able to play maybe a, a, a English king in Shakespeare, you know, like uh, I think Chiwetel had that Chiwetel Ejiofor, who, let me tell you, this is why I have this perspective. Chiwetel is one of my favorite actors. I've, I've always enjoyed his work. Um, you know, like Dirty Pretty Things. When I saw that, I, I was... <laughs> I was floored, you know, like, you know, <laughs> I think uh, I think the American actor Andre Holland actually suggested uh, Dirty Pretty Things to me. Shout out to Andre, who's on Broadway right now, killing it. And Jitney, or I think Jitney just closed, but, you know, congrats on a great run. And um, but yeah, so he brought Chuatel to my attention, you know, and I've always been a fan of, uh, you know, all the guys that were coming through. I mean, from, you know. There's David Harewood that's here in America now, which I'm going to get to in a second. He actually had a remark, a uh, response to Sam, um, uh, like uh, David O'Yellowo. Um, you know, these are guys that we interact with in this industry, you know, like, but we we have to be honest about how how the business is kind of making careers. You know, there is no development league for black American actors. There's no. There's no give give this guy a shot, you know, because like I said, I've been out of grad school for 13 years now, um, been acting since I was 16. Um, and that, that's another thing. Let's go to the myth of black actors aren't trained in America. Let's just shut that down right now. I went to the conservatory. I went to the same conservatory. Mahershala Ali went to. And if you remember his speech, one of his speeches or, or remarks in the L.A. Times that was quoted uh he said, I'm just glad I got a role that wasn't given to Idris or David Oyelowo. So this is an Oscar winner we're talking about here. So, you know, and you even look at the trajectory of his career. He's been out 20 plus years from NYU and he's actually been able to work consistently, but hasn't really exploded in the same way as some of those guys. So but the reason I brought up the rewinding back, rewinding back, my mind's all over the place because it's a blizzard out here right now. It's like. 10 degrees. I've been outside a couple times. But going back to the the way that 90% of the business is done by probably five agencies, um, WME, CAA, ICM, UTA, um, those guys, when they see something like Black Mirror, which Daniel Kaluuya, I think I'm pronouncing that right, the star of Get Out, was actually in the Black Mirror on Netflix. When Black Mirror came out, I noticed there was an uptick in all those agencies signing these actors off of Black Mirror when it hit the shores of the United States. Now, it had already been premiered in the UK, but these guys started getting snatched up left and right, snatched up left and right. So that goes into the access problem, because then you have to look at how many black actors from America are actually represented at those five top agencies, because if 90 percent of the business is being done there, that means every other agency in the business is handling 10 percent of the work. So if I look at, you know, agency down the line, number one, we're all slicing up 10 percent of that pie and we don't even have a chance to read the script 
in some cases for that. And that that's ridiculous because, you know, like when you think about it, the reason they're snatching them up is because they don't have any black actors in that that tier of agency. They don't have as many. Let's say that. And uh, I think what happens is uh, a lot of people my clipping. I might be getting loud. Let me bring my volume down a little bit, a little, little, little bit. OK, but yeah. So what happens is a lot of people um, that come from overseas or coming off a hot show, they sign at those top tier agencies. So they're automatically being put into a category above said American actors. You know, I've been in the game 20 years in America. And, um, you know, of course, I was in school for a good chunk in between my 16 year old start and, you know, being um, being snatched up after grad school. But I've never been into any of these offices. And honestly, uh, being represented by one of those agencies would change my career today. Absolutely. So. Now, you might say these guys are more talented. Well, not necessarily, you know, like everybody's talent level is different and everybody's bringing what they're bringing to the table. You know, they're they're bringing uh, 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 being very personable, being very friendly. You know, people always talk about, well, this is a guy, guy I'd love to work with. Well, you know, you know, being a guy you love to work with means that whatever biases you have also go into that decision making. So. You might not want to work with a black guy from America. You might think he's hood. You might think he's from the streets. You might think he's, you know. So I say all that to say when you're coming in and immediately sign it with CAA, ICM, because it's the thing to do. And trust me, I've seen this before. You know, it's, it's happened before when when rappers were coming into acting. You know, I've had to kind of compete with that, you know, that aesthetic. But see, as you see, that time moved on and now we're on to other things, you know, and uh, yeah, the rappers, you know, they they really didn't take it seriously. These guys actually take their craft very seriously and it shows. So, you know, not everybody's been to, you know, a conservatory, but I, I suggest people do start going, you know, there was only one black male in my class and, you know, two the year above me. Two year to the knee year beneath me. Yeah, just like that. About like that. So, you know, we, it's rarefied air. We we really haven't taken that that chance uh, to go out there and really pursue our dreams in a, in a major way. So I, I suggest if you're acting in America and you're a black male or black female, even um, go to train. You know, what I mean, go get your, your training so they can't ever say that about you. Um Moving right along, um, got to that, got to that. Let's just say Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson stepped out on a limb and he's brave to say this type of thing, you know, like, because it, it sparks dialogue, it sparks conversation. And, um, you know, I just hope that everybody takes this, takes this and kind of, kind of, it just registers, you know what I mean? You don't have to really change your process. These guys are taking opportunities that they're given and by every mean they should, by all means they should, is what I'm saying. So yeah, um, let me get on to this article. Um, actually, the article is, uh, it appears in, which magazine, if I can find it. There we go. It appears in the Guardian UK. Um, 
Sam Jackson is my hero. This is written by David Harewood. Sam Jackson is my hero, but he's wrong about us British actors. You don't have to be a brother to play African-American roles. In fact, sometimes it helps when we unshackle ourselves from the burden from the burden of U.S. racial history. He says, a couple weeks ago at Film Independent Spirit Awards in Los Angeles, I met one of my all-time acting heroes, Samuel L. Jackson. He was sitting on the table directly behind me, and as I was nominated in the Best Male Lead category, I thought, if I haven't got the balls to go up and introduce myself on a night like this, I never will. As I got close, he said, Mr. Harewood, nice to meet you at last. Oh, That's my Sam Jackson impersonation. Mr. Harewood, nice to meet you at last. Crikey. Damn, he said that. <laughs> he said, I, I nearly spat my champagne in his face. <laughs> we had a brief chat, but I've got to be honest. Not only was I hugely starstruck, I was totally bamboozled by the fact that he knew my name. I blathered. This is David Harewood talking. If you're just coming in or you haven't seen us. I'm Frank Fawcett. Reading from The Guardian right now. Moving on. I blathered some nonsense about something or other, took a selfie and returned to my seat. It was only after we'd spoken that I'd realized that I'd originated the role of Martin Luther King in the wonderful Katori Hall play The Mountaintop in London five or six years previously, and he had taken over the role for the Broadway run. The play was hilarious and highly irreverent, a highly irreverent look at King's Last Night on Earth uh, after he made his famous mountaintop speech. I saw Sam Jackson play that on Broadway. It was very, very good with Angela Bassett, one of my favorites. Lorraine Burroughs, who nabbed herself an Olivier Award nomination for Best Actress, and I had an absolute ball performing it. Although the London production was a smash hit and won an Olivier Award, it was felt highly unlikely that we were transferred to New York along with the play, as it was thought to be too risky to have two unknown black British actors in a play about some... Such an important American hero. While I was a bit gutted, I understood the decision and watched as the American version with Samuel and L. Angela Bassett was mounted and unmounted rather quickly. Hmm. I didn't think it was mounted, unmounted that really that quickly. It was actually, you know, it was well received here. Um, moving right along, let me make sure I'm still broadcasting. If not, you can check the replay. I've definitely got a replay for you guys. Uh, somewhere it will be either be on YouTube or it'll be on Facebook. So, you know, um, so and he goes on to say, um, I say this all in light of what Samuel did said last week about black British actors playing roles in movies specifically about black American race relations and how he preferred if real American brothers were given more opportunities to appear. He's created quite a b debate. It's important to dig down into what he's actually saying, which is that there's still a lack of work for black American performers in Hollywood. That is it. So, um, hold on a second. Hey, I'll call you back. I'm online. I'm on live right now. I'll call you right back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Had a call. Uh, it's important to dig down into what he's actually saying. I'll, I'll fix that in editing, <laughs> which is that there's still a lack of work for black American performers in Hollywood. And on that score, I totally agree with him. However, I balk at the idea that we Britons somehow a cheap alternative to the real thing. I've worked extremely hard in the U.S. for the last few years now, and I can tell you I'm not exactly a budget option. <laughs> That's a little low key stunt. Um 
The idea that American producers and directors are looking to choose British talent to save themselves a buck or two is ridiculous. It's because we're damn good. Jordan Peele, the director of Get Out, a film about white liberal racism in America that stars British-born Daniel Kaluuya, had initially wanted to cast an American in a lead role, but was so impressed by Daniel's audition, he changed his mind. I'd argue that it was uh, exactly because Daniel wasn't a real American brother that he was able to do so. When I played King in The Mountaintop, I wasn't playing a civil rights legend and American icon who should be treated with the utmost respect. I was playing a man with tired, smelly feet who was anxious, proud, and horny and flirtatious. I wasn't saddled with the idea of this being sacred territory as perhaps an American brother would have done. To me, it was a sheer performance. At a Q&A for a group of American students who had seen the show, I was immediately struck by how many of them said they really hadn't expected to find the play so funny and to be laughing during a play about last night of Martin Luther King's life. Perhaps it's precisely because we're not real American brothers that we black British... Uh, we black British brothers, <laughs> performers, have the ability to unshackle ourselves from the burden of racial realities and simply play what's on stage, not what's in the history books. And as I said, this appears in the Guardian um, newspaper online. You can check this out. It was penned by David Harewood, American actor. You might know him from, um, what is that, Homeland? Um, it's been a bunch of stuff. But he's a British actor. And that's his perspective. Uh, the last paragraph is a little troubling, but uh, I might say. And um, it, it kind of speaks to what Sam Jackson was talking about a little bit is that, sure, you can unshackle yourself from the burden of racial realities, but not everyone can. And I did see Sam Jackson play uh, Martin Luther King in Mountaintop and he was hilarious, just like you said. But that's in Katori's writing, you know. Shout out to Katori Hall. Great playwright. Um, so, there's nothing wrong with playing humor within even a drama, you know. Like, But the fact of the matter is, Sam, Sam Jackson's point is almost being proved in this article. Um, that there is something different that maybe an American actor can bring to it and and have brought to it. My my homeboy Royce, shout out to Royce, he's played the same role on Mountaintop in, in a region. And, you know, he had people on their feet, tears in their eyes, you know, like, so I, I just hope we're not too flipping about this. I mean, John Boyega had some comments that were uh, kind of critical of Sam Jackson. And I just have to say, like, John Boyega, of all people, man, Sam Jackson is your OG. He started you, you know, like, I'm not, he didn't start you, but he's the first black Jedi. Like, let's be real. The purple sword, you remember the purple lightsaber? He got it popping. I mean, of course, shout out to Billy D. Williams. We know Billy D. Williams was in Star Wars and the original Star Wars, but he wasn't a Jedi. So, but that's two black American actors that kind of paved the way for you. So, I mean... Please, you know, like, and, and, you know, I love John Boyega's work. I, man, I love the attack the block, you know, like great movies and great actors. Uh, but it's it's true that there is an issue of of. I mean, like there might be a preference for the British accent. You know, it, it comes off as very endearing. And a lot of people are 
are, are disarmed by it and very much might want that as opposed to my accent or something, you know, being from PG County, you know what I mean? Maryland, you know, I'm from Maryland, you know? <laughs> so, but that goes into the, the point uh, Sam was making is that, you know, Stringer Bell is, is supposedly a dude from Baltimore, but Idris Elba was playing it and playing it brilliantly. But I think Stringer Bell had more of a New York accent than a Baltimore accent. I mean, and you had examples of a Baltimore accent on that show. Now, did he need to have a Baltimore accent? Not necessarily. Stringer Bell was an amazing character. Launched Idris Elba's career. Idris Elba is another great, great black British actor. So, but we just got to talk about access and we got to talk about what's really the issue. And it, it doesn't lie in us actors because we're not making these decisions. We're not signing uh, actors. So, it's obviously in somebody else's hands. It's in the agency's hands. It's in the studio's hands. It's in the casting director's hands. And I, I'd even say less the casting directors because casting directors kind of have to uh, make decisions based on those two other groups. It's like, who do you have at the agency? Who do you want at the studio? You know, so, so, you know, we just have to really take all this critical thinking and 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 just understand that you know, there are other things at play. And um, I, I hope, hope to God, I get one of those interviews with one of those top tier agencies so then I can go out there and show you what I can do uh, as a black American actor. Um, I mean, black American actors, I, I'd love to see Jeffrey Wright do more. Why doesn't that happen? I mean, of course, he's on, you know, Westworld now. Um, he's had run on... Um, a bunch of shows, you know, he was on the Hunger Games. Seemed like the Hunger Games got everybody because uh, Mahershala actually was in the Hunger Games too. Um, so yeah, I just think there needs to be some understanding on both sides. They're not coming here to steal our jobs. They will take the jobs if they give given the opportunity. But we have to work hard for ours as well. Um, and we'll get our opportunities. You know, um, that's part of the idea for Black Hollywood. I, I wanted to start Black Hollywood as a social arts movement to and started in 2013. So we'll see how this is going. <laughs> I'm an inspiring arts movement. Let's put it like that. So um, but we're trying to. You know, bring more uh, reality around the fact that if we had some of our own stuff, a Negro League, for lack of a better, better example, a Negro League that we could start building an economy over here so that the other stuff that we do when we're fighting amongst, you know, trying to get into a big budget movie, that can be gravy. That can be gravy on the top. But, you know, we got a bread and butter at home in black Hollywood. So, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be called black Hollywood. I thought I thought I would call it black Hollywood because it was a easy, rec easily recognized brand. And we'll see what happens with that, because I've seen a lot of people move in on my territory and, I actually applied for the trademark and somebody uh, had snatched it up after I'd started my Facebook and my website. So like just after. So they saw my idea most likely and jumped out there and got it. So uh, but I got all the websites that I need except for dot com. But um, hopefully if this thing grows. I'll go buy dot com. I know they want a lot of money for it. But anyway, um, like I said, I'm Frank Fawcett, actor, writer producer, director, and um, 
you know, yeah, let's just let's just figure out how to fix this thing and do the best work that we can focus, focus, focus on creating. Um, you know, we've had a lot of great films come out this year for Black Hollywood. And um, I want to make it more than just a construct that exists within regular mainstream Hollywood. So um, that takes money. You know, I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to be on here begging. But check out that website. Give me some traffic so we can um, put things together. I want to give this as much free content as I can so that we can then build a relationship and a rapport. So um, I should be coming on here a lot more often. If you're watching, give me a thumbs up. If you're on YouTube, please thumbs up and subscribe. Once again, I'm Frank Fawcett. I'm out of here. Black Hollywood. Dot media. Oh, and the new site, blackhollywoodbeauty.com. Go support us, man. All right.